You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Greetings, everybody. We are continuing today's edition of Real Presence Live. I am Father Craig Vosick, your host, coming to you live from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. In the beginning of the next hour, I will be able to visit with our president, Monsignor James Shea of the University of Mary. That'll be in the beginning of the next hour, so you'll want to stay tuned in for that, even if you want to skip across um, this segment with me. Uh, you're going to want to stay here because he's going to be on and he's awesome, so that's going to be great. But I'm just going to take a few minutes to to share with you uh, what's going on in my life uh, because that's really important. You know, It's important for me to share with everybody in the listening area uh, what's going on. But sometimes it's just good to, to hear from a priest uh, uh, the things that he's up to, uh, what's going on in their in their life, you know, behind the scenes maybe we could even say. Um, because, you know, obviously a priest celebrates Mass every day and uh, hears confessions and does these other things. But um, there's plenty of people that are like, what does a priest actually do? Like, is he just kind of sitting around? Uh, but then there's other people who are like saying things like, oh, I could never, I never talked to the priest. So many people do this. They're like, Father, I don't want to bother you. I know you're really busy, but, and then they'll go on. And that's like the way that people preface things um, because maybe they have a misunderstanding that the priest is uh, completely overwhelmed um, with too many things going on. And maybe some priests are. I mean, uh, I don't know about that. But uh, but it's. I'd say it's somewhere in between there, huh? The, the priest is not sitting around twiddling his thumbs, but <laughs> neither does the priest... Uh, uh, not have time for you. We just heard from Bishop uh, Bishop Vetter saying that he he's there for the people and he wants them to come to him. Like, what else is he there for? You know. So this is the this is the true heart of a priest. Is it doesn't matter if he's busy. Actually, it doesn't matter what he's got going on. Yeah, a, a person who is uh, his parishioner, uh, whatever that looks like, should never uh, shy away from from asking for time. That's that's why the priest is there is to give time to the people. Now. If you're listening to this and like, oh, great, now I can bother the priest every day for a couple hours. No, that's not what I'm saying. So if you're the kind of person that's like, I want to talk to the priest every single day for two hours, um, maybe don't do that because uh, he has other people in his parish than, than just you. But if you're someone that's like, well, I never talk to the priest because they're so busy I could never talk to them. Well, guess what? Uh, you should talk to the priest because uh, he's there for you. Uh, he's there to serve you. Um, and so he, he has time. He can make time. If he doesn't feel like he has time, he can make time uh, to spend some time with you. But anyway, I was just going to share a little bit about what's been going on, uh, what I've been up to. Uh, I'm the chaplain for the athletic department at the University of Mary. Uh, so I work full-time with athletes. But uh, our athletes have been gone um, because they got sent home uh, at the end of the semester. And they haven't been doing a whole lot of official training at the university. They're still working out, of course, wherever they are, getting big and strong so they can attack people on the court. But um, a lot of it's not on campus, so uh, we've been asked as uh, various staff and employees to do as much um, remote uh, encounters as possible. So FaceTime, you know, video chats, even if the students are in the town, to try to do it on video uh, just so that we can uh, minimize contact, minimize any potential spread of, of, the, of the COVID or whatever else is going on. Um, so there's been a lot of that movement. So a lot of like, you know, video chats with students uh, or 
coaches or the athletic department or whatever the thing might be or a lot of phone calls or a lot of emails these things that which uh, maybe you're listening you're like i don't like those things we shouldn't be doing those things i agree that uh we should try to have encounters uh personal in-person encounters um but at this time it's this is what we have so i've been doing a lot of that uh with uh with my ministry which has been uh, really beautiful, uh, nevertheless. Uh, so it is is a good and effective way of communication this time. Actually, Bishop Vedder was talking about how uh, his entire diocese knows him now because he's been on this video uh, sharing with the children and sharing with others so often. So uh, it's really effective. So uh, that's what I've been up to is doing a lot of that. In a particular way, for anybody who might be interested, I have been uh, making, not daily, but pretty regularly. I've made 60 of them over the last, let's say, 85 days. So not every day, but a lot of days. Uh, I've been going through, I started at the beginning of the Catechism of the Catholic Church and just started making videos for 30 minutes every day. Um, So I'm going to share a little bit about how that came about. Um, Maybe this will help you think about who you are in your life and the gifts that you have or the the temperament or personality traits that you have. I knew that... um, I am an organizer, an interior organizer kind of person. So I like to have everything set up in my mind, uh, like in exquisite detail, before I perform something. Uh, and people that know me be like, that doesn't seem like that's the way he operates. He typically operates just kind of uh, off the cuff and just random and just running around spontaneous. Well, when it comes to like serious things, that's not the way I operate at all. So uh, when I want to make productions such as uh, videos and or a sermon series or uh, or uh, writing a writing a book or an article, uh, it takes me ten minutes to do the thing, but it takes me like a hundred years to prepare the thing because I just want to organize everything and prepare everything and make sure I've studied everything and that I have it all laid out and that I have great images and examples and etc 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 and it just goes on and it's a uh, it's this famous thing called analysis paralysis is what happens because I just study through the things so often um, so my idea of the perfect gets in the way of the good very regularly uh, so I've been working with a close friend of mine uh, to try to overcome this you know and so with these videos, I say all of that because these videos, I, in a particular way, I am not preparing them for one minute, not even one minute, because if I prepare for one minute, I need to prepare for 10 hours. Uh, so I'm not preparing not even for one minute. And I'm just trusting that the Lord, from my prayer and my own study over the last however many years, uh, will just bring to bear on the, on the conversations that I have. So I'm making these videos 30 minutes, uh, basically every day, where I'm just going through the catechism of the Catholic Church, starting with, you know, I believe in God. What does that mean? I believe in that God is Father. I believe in God, Father Almighty. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm just going through this reading the paragraph from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is very condensed and dense material. Like, when you read when you read a paragraph of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, you're like, wow, lots of words, lots of big words, lots of things I've never even heard of. Like, uh, one guy, some, some random saint from that, well, not random, but to me it was random, Saint Philophilopolis or something of Antioch from the second century, talking about homoousiasion or something like this. And like, when you read that, you're like, wait, well, how am I supposed to get anything out of this? I don't even know who these people are. I can't pronounce their names. I don't know what these big words are. What does this even mean? Uh, so what I've been trying to do is go through that, read a paragraph, and then just 
comment on it for like five, ten minutes to try to explain the words or the concepts or to give context to it or to maybe speak into some popular errors of uh, popular errors of history or of modernity that come to bear on that issue. And I'm, and I'm not preparing at all. I'm just trusting that God will, will, will help. Uh, help guide that. So anyway, if you're like, hey, I'd like to uh, check out the Catechism of the Catholic Church, you can find that. Uh, this wasn't meant to be a sales pitch, uh, but rather just to share with you what I've been up to. Um, but anyway, it is at youtube.com, and then you can find my channel, which is called Evangelical Disciple. Uh, I tried to make it the least ca- Catholic-sounding name as possible, so I can draw on a lot of people who aren't Catholics to listen to my stuff and hear the Catholic message. <laughs> so it's called, I mean, to be evangelical is Catholic, and to be a disciple is Catholic, but a lot of evangelicals use that word more than us. Um, so I tried to use a real like um, non-denominational evangelical kind of phrase so that people would be like, oh, what's this guy all about? And to find out, oh, this is like Catholic teaching, but like maybe in a evangelical way, in a way that is uh, uh, fresh or um, uncluttered by um, rhetorical things or getting too deep in. So I try to, I try to f- steer away from using big terms that I presume Catholics would know, but rather use explain words um, so for someone who maybe isn't a Catholic or maybe not even a Christian. I try to do that. Anyway, but I'm doing it with the catechism. So that's one thing I've been doing, and I've, it's been so refreshing to not prepare <laughs> because I, I prepare I prepare so many things so regularly. Uh, but just to be able to go on and just say, Jesus, be with me. Holy Spirit, just be here with us. And just to be casual and ordinary and uh, laid back and just talking. Um, and um, people are able to tune in. Um, hundreds of hours of, of people tuning in to those. Uh, so it's been a really refreshing thing to do during this time where I can't have a whole lot of... Uh, in-person encounters with a lot of people, like at Mass. I mean, there's not that many people coming to Mass right now. Uh, And then we have so few athletes that are really around. And so I'm doing a lot of these other things, but this is a way that I'm able to spread um, over the the thousands of people maybe that might tune in from time to time. Um, So that's just one thing I want to share with everybody. Another thing I want to share um, is that I celebrated my 10th anniversary as a priest. uh, And it turns out uh, hopefully this doesn't all sound totally selfish and self-seeking and self-interested, uh, but it turns out I really like marking anniversaries, not just for myself, but for others. Like, I pay attention to those things. So when a friend is coming up to an anniversary uh, as a priest or uh, my parents are coming up to their 45th anniversary uh, as marriage this uh, this fall in October, um, I mark these things in my mind. They're I love celebrating. Oh, I just love celebrating in general. If I can find an excuse to celebrate something, I will absolutely find the excuse to celebrate it. But I really like celebrating um, landmarks for people in their lives, uh, whether it's the saints or, or for people that are in my life. So anyway, if anybody's out there who knows what a good gift would be from kids to their parent, uh, whether it's like a physical gift or some sort of adventure or time together for a 45th anniversary, please uh, send me a message because I want to really honor mom and dad uh, this fall. So anyway, 10 years as a priest has been blessed. What I've been telling people is it's harder than I could have imagined, uh, but it's also better than I could have imagined. So I don't know if you can put those together. Maybe everybody could say that about life. I don't know. But I remember a guy saying, I remember seeing a priest say, and he would say it regularly, I've had no bad days as a priest. And I was wondering, could that be true? And um, personally, I don't think I would say that. I think there's been, well, it depends on what you mean by bad days. But there have been a lot of hard days. 
days. A lot of really hard encounters. I mean, a lot of deep sorrows. And um, so maybe that's not a bad day, but they're, they're definitely tough days. Anyway, just had a couple minutes that I wanted to talk to y'all um, about what's going on in my life. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Monsignor Shea from the University of Mary will be with us. So stay with us at Real Presence Live. <laughs> 